Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My guest today is Stephanie Howie. Stephanie Howie is a good friend of mine, and she is a soulful event planner. She plans various events from weddings and business conferences. I'm excited to sit down with her, and everyone, please enjoy the show. Good. So this is your, your first your first podcast, eh? This is my first one, so yeah, I don't really know what to expect. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, it's I'm still learning as well, but I'm having fun with it. And so I guess for people who don't know you, um, just tell tell a bit about yourself. What do you do currently, and and where are you from? Yeah. So well, I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, born and raised, um, Northside girl my whole life. And um, I'm a, a wedding and event planner. I call myself a soulful planner. And uh, I'm actually transitioning into um, a different avenue of events, more uh, spiritual spiritual and energetic events. And uh, I have a couple courses and a book coming out soon. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just dropped a bomb there because you didn't even know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I, just, I knew before you were heavy to doing weddings. So mm-hmm. what, what made you want to transition or what made you switch to more spiritual yeah events. so i've been on i've been on this path for i don't know a couple years now um there was some divine intervention that had happened in my life um and uh just in short uh i was getting really drained and worn out by doing just weddings and, and corporate events um and it's not that i don't have passion and it's not that i'm not going to do them i'm still going to do those things but I just found that I was taking on too much and I wasn't allowing myself to really dive into like my passion and purpose. So I have branched out to a, a new path right now. Yeah, wow. <laughs> well, it's, you had a lot of courage, I think, being in weddings in the first place. Like, I guess from what I've seen, what I know, this could be very incorrect. Uh, I heard, uh, well, for a lot of brides, they get very just emotional, very close to the wedding. And I know it's a huge day because I guess it's, supposed to last a lifetime remember the rest of your life but I guess you have to deal with all the all the stress yourself as well yeah there's a it. there's a quote in the industry it's kind of funny that wedding planners photographers anyone that has a big uh, a big role on the day of the wedding we don't get much sleep before the day of the wedding and the reason why is because we do we, we take on so much stress and um, we just put our heart into it right so you're 100% correct there so um, when I was taking on I don't know, 10 to 15 weddings a year. It was just emotionally draining because I wasn't sleeping. I was invested fully in, into the couple and their day. And it, it's it's so amazing to see it come together and feel all of the love and the connection on the day. But definitely by the end of the night, you were exhausted. And there's a thing in our industry called the wedding hangover. And it's not from indulging in any extra drinks at the wedding because <laughs> we don't drink on the job. Um, but it's actually just because you're so energetically drained the next day from all of the, the physical work and the energy that you put into it. So, yeah. Are you able to have any fun during the wedding or is it straight business? The whole oh, time? no, absolutely. If you follow me on my Instagram on wedding days, there's so many funny boomerangs and whatnot that happen behind the scenes. Um, there's definitely moments 
that you're able to um, just just kick back and, and relax and watch the wedding as it unfolds. And then there's obviously moments of high stress right before the ceremony starts or right before speeches are done. So anytime there's a big um, movement in the timeline. But for the most part, um, I really enjoy it. I do enjoy, enjoy the job and it's something that I'm going to continue to do. Um, just taking a little bit of a different direction for the next yeah. little while. Yeah, it's totally funny. That's what I'm doing exactly because before doing the podcast, well, I wasn't anywhere close. I didn't, I don't even like social media. This is true. We know this about you. <laughs> and here you are in a podcast. Yeah, not a podcast, not the promo. I have no idea how to market or even, I don't even know how to put my link in the bio for my podcast. So it's just so freaking nice. So we need so, to help you out a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I remember. Um, I only been to two weddings actually because I'm into a lot of my sisters and my best friend from kindergarten so still keep in touch and and she's actually the youngest of the group but she was getting married and I think we're going to take a group photo somewhere I don't know what we were doing but <laughs> accidentally like, as we were walking I stepped on her dress <gasps> no, I, I don't think I ripped it but I think there's like, like I think there's like clips and stuff in it where and I kind of pulled it the off muscle, and she got yeah. so mad at me and like Wow, I'm like, we're like best friends since kindergarten. I guess it's a wedding and you, they want to look amazing. Like, oh, dang. Yeah, um, anything you do to address on the wedding day is not a good thing. Um, hopefully, they had a wedding planner. For myself, I have little sewing kits and um, stain removers and all that jazz to kind of help fix something if need be. But um, yeah, I find it's a it's a touchy topic when you talk about emotions and brides because there's a term that I don't like to use out there but a lot of people will label um, a bride that has high emotions a bridezilla and it's not it's not really their bride like that term just sounds so bad it's that there's so much emotion they've been planning this wedding for a year or more so for 365 days all they've been thinking about is their wedding so when the day comes if it doesn't go as perfect as they have thought that it was going to go there's going to be a little bit of high emotions and whatnot um, For sure. so if you step if you step on a dress and wreck a dress play with a price tag of like two thousand dollars or more yeah they're going to be a little upset at you <laughs> oh i can imagine and do you ever deal with the i guess the groom ask things and how on how often on average uh, i guess from your experience have grooms been like this in the planning themselves as it like 50-50 at usually time or no. is it like 90-10? Yeah, it would be like, yeah, probably 90% brides, 10% grooms. The odd time, I'm completely shocked. There was one wedding where the groom was the main communicator the entire time and it was so different. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I, I enjoyed that wedding though. Um, he knew what he wanted. He was able to articulate what his bride wanted. She was just really busy and didn't have a ton of time. And no, it was it was great actually. Um, with grooms, I find that they aren't as high strung. Um, they're this isn't something that they have been planning. They're kind of laid back and a little bit more chill and just go with the flow. Not all of them like that is. I don't want to paint that picture for everyone, but majority of them are like that. So the grooms are a little bit easier to work with. But the funny thing is, the grooms are the ones that always anytime there's a talk of hiring a wedding planner, they're like, we don't need to spend that money. Like they're so chill. They're like the day's gonna be fine. Blah blah blah. And then at the end of the wedding, it's always the grooms who are like, thank you so much for keeping my bride calm. Like, thank you for running around. <laughs> so it's it's funny because they don't see the value until after the wedding. And then after the wedding, they're like my best friend. It's oh, pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> well, if you... Will you do my wedding even if you transfer out of the business? Absolutely. Okay, Your awesome. wedding will be so fun. <laughs> the amount of jokes and the amount of one-liners that are going to come from your wedding are going to be, it's going to be a good time. And you're going to be dressed super sharp. I can oh, already picture I you in your suit. Yeah. yeah. So we just need to find you a suitable 
suitable lady to fill that role for you. We'll find them eventually. There you yeah, go. She, she'll come along. She will. Yeah, ideas. Uh, this might be a bit more for my my girl. Okay, let's talk. But like we're talking about, but like, I thought like there's like <laughs> just get that fun with it. You know, kind of almost like a grieving process. Like yeah, do it through laughter or, or maybe like a wake where you, everyone can celebrate. You know what? I I like that idea. I talked to it's it's funny. You and I are very similar that way. I think that we we think about that. Yeah. Um, life is never promised to anyone. We don't know when our time's gonna come or and like or the end of our time is gonna come and. I think thinking about it and planning for it, especially me, like, yeah, except being a planner, like, oh, that sounds weird, but like, I have, because it's like you, I don't, as much as like, I don't want people to be sad and, and, and I don't want it to be a, a traditional funeral. Um, I do want some parts, obviously, that's still where they can release their emotions and cry and whatnot, because um, I would want that, but I want it to also be fun. I want it to be like, yeah, like here's, here's a takeaway. Here's a goodie bag. Like, I hope you have like a good time later on. Here's a drink. Like, I don't know. Here's some great memories and photos. And then yeah, like a wake, an Irish wake. I always think of where they have like a shot, um, and they do like a cheers to you. I think that'd be a good time. Some music, some laughter. So that's, I plan that too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But how'd you uh, get into planning, like just planning in general, like the event planning industry or weddings? Like, did you, were you always like someone who planned things and gravitated towards those certain jobs or was it something that just came about? Yeah. So hmm, how do you do want to go today? So we'll just scratch the surface, I guess here. Um, I, I've always been in any role that I've ever been put into any kind of sales role or any, any role in any job. I've been the person that brings communities together. It's just something that I've, I've learned about myself over the years and being, being in that role growing up in, in sports and in different roles and whatnot, it just, I naturally gravitated to being a planner in everything I did. So my uncle and aunt purchased a golf course just north of Edmonton in about 2007. And around that time, I had just left a warehouse job. Like I was not a warehouse worker. It was the worst thing for me. It was an experience though. It's all good. And I started working at a golf course, um, at their golf course, and there was a wedding planner. And I just kind of watched her and, and shouted her and started to see like, hey, this is something that I would like to do. Um, and then over the years, I just started slowly picking away, working with other planners and shadowing other planners and learning um, the industry from the inside out, getting my hands dirty, hands on experience. And then um, a couple years later, I believe it was in 20, I want to say 2011, um, I decided I was going to throw my very first wedding show, like a trade show, which was crazy because I never went to school for wedding planning. I I had no certificate or any experience. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to throw a trade show. And all of a sudden, I got my name out there, and uh, life kind of took off, and it was it was incredible. Um, but to kind of go back, anytime I get asked about how I did this and how I became a wedding planner, um, all honestly, all I did was I wrote in the journal and I said, "I'm a wedding planner," and I started saying that. And crazy enough, I just built that into my subconscious, and I started to believe it, and then I just attracted clients, and it's been a beautiful roller coaster ever since. Yeah, and were you passionate about it right from the get-go, or was it something that you became passionate about, or? Uh, I was passionate. This The first time I ever got to see a wedding unfold um, from a planner perspective where I got to work with someone, then it was like instantly I was passionate. And what I found was as much as I love planning and bringing communities together, I'm a lot more gravitated, or I gravitate a lot more towards um, community and connection and at weddings you see so much connection you see a mm-hmm. hundred plus people just love on this couple and support this couple and you just 
dang, you get goosebumps, you feel good. It's just a really good time. So, um, yeah, definitely passionate because of what I saw and then it grew into a business. And sometimes that's when you, I guess, find the, the career you're destined to be in is not, uh, um, like you sometimes you will just um, obsess over things and you think you're going to be in one path, but then through life experiences, I think sometimes we have to work those shitty jobs yeah. to realize what we don't want. And then we try something new because we don't like where we're at. And then or we finally take that chance. And then, yeah. Um, on this new path that I'm on, it's um, in the last COVID has been really good for me. So being a wedding planner and, and event planner in general, um, I'm quite busy. Like there's not a lot of downtime or there wasn't a lot of downtime. And I always thought that I had to be busy in order to be someone of value and in order to expand my business the way I needed to. And COVID actually taught me a lot uh, about slowing down and about having having the ability to just shut off and just focus on yourself and whatnot and, and go deep and then come out and be even more creative and even more passionate and have that feel that you need to, to move your business forward. Um, so when we're talking about um, weddings and whatnot, I've taken on less weddings over the last couple of years, but the weddings that I've taken on have been so much more, I don't know, fun. Um, it's brought me so much more abundance, so much more happiness. And um, with this new direction that I'm in, I'm, I fully believe that there you're talking about jobs and whatnot. Every job that you've had is just an experience that led you to where you need to be now, right? So I always think that even if it's a shitty job because we've all had them, there was there was lessons to learn from those jobs. It was either you were learning a lesson of that's not what I want to do with my life, or it was I'm learning a lesson of how I could make this better for my next endeavor and bring the traits and the things that I learned from this. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you just learn something, learn a cool skill or learn something interesting that maybe you won't use the rest of your life, but say, hey, it's still interesting and mm-hmm. maybe somewhere down the road it can be applied. And yeah. So what is like the new path you're on or if you're able to talk about it? Or you yeah, I can, I can share a little bit about it. So um, you and I know each other from another uh, endeavor that we that we together. And um, fr- in that industry, I have found that there are so many people that are so passionate and want to do so much mm-hmm. and have so much within them to do it, but they lack the self-belief and they're pounding pavement and they're making calls and they're trying to get their business to go and it's not moving. And they're listening to what everyone's saying, like, just do the work and it's going to come, just do the work and it's going to come. But um, over the last couple of years, just kind of observing and going through my own healing journey, my own journey of exploration and whatnot, I've started to see that there's a gap of... There's so many amazing personal development books and podcasts and all these things that you can do to better yourself. But if you don't subconsciously correct the beliefs within yourself, you're not going to come up and you're not going to show up in the way that's going to move your business forward. So um, last year, I believe it was last year, I took about 20 or 30 people from our industry to um, something that I called a healing circle. And essentially it was just a self-discovery circle. It was getting to the bottom of who they were and what makes them tick, all of their best attributes, and then maybe things that hold them back or maybe their weaknesses that they need to just be aware of um, in certain situations. Um, And from those circles and from those self-discovery events and whatnot, we saw people go from making zero dollars or hardly anything in their business, no traction in their business, to turning their business around, doing a complete 180 and just taking off. Um, So the new path that I'm on is, um, there's a course that I'm co-creating with an author um, of a book and uh, the book is called I Am and it's discovering the power of who you really are. And the course is going to help people 
dive deeper into into themselves and their beliefs and really get to know what makes them tick so that when they go to make a call to a client and they're trying to close a sale or close an order or sell themselves in some way, they're able to do so with actual confidence, not just with the affirmations they say over and over that aren't sticking and that aren't being ingrained in them. So that's where I'm going. There's a course coming there and then there's a book soon after. Well, that's incredible. I think, <laughs> I think even, uh, especially in a time like now where there's a pandemic and there's so much, I just, just a lot going on in society, a lot of, a lot of things happening and especially where there's a lot of people that are already unhappy with their, their jobs mm-hmm. and, and just working in whatever that like construction job, oil field job or, Sometimes it's even a professional job they went for, to school for for 10 years yeah. and they just hate them. Yeah, you just sometimes have to either take the leap or, again, change your beliefs or find out re- what you really like in life and who you are. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think that's a beautiful thing. People need that. So Yeah, 100%. Um, during COVID, I actually took four, I would call them spiritual development courses. And... Um, and it was, it was crazy to, to really just dive, like I said, dive deep in myself and be like, oh, I get it. I know what I'm good at. And it's basically, I just, I, f- I found out who I am and what I want out of life. And it was, it's been beautiful. But now I want other people to do that because you're right. There's so many people. We know people in our own circles who work a nine to five job, who absolutely hate it. They're miserable. They go home. Their relationships suffer because they turn on the TV and cook dinner. And that's all they want to do because they're energetically drained and just depleted from their day job. So um, I'm hopeful that between your podcast and everything else that, that's out there right now and maybe this course that I'm putting together, I'm hopeful that people will be able to really dive deep and, and find their passions and whatnot. And if they're working a job that doesn't resonate with them and doesn't, doesn't basically set their soul on fire, that they make a, date, a due date to leave that job and to basically leave the old life behind and, and transition into this beautiful new person and that they can be, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully from this podcast, uh, I hope people listen to this. You know, again, <laughs> this is the third episode, and again, I think it's going to take a bit of time before I'll get instruction like anything else, but I'm excited for it. But yeah, that's the thing. I think um, people just get beaten down by life, and then, like you mentioned, that to change their subconscious. I think when people hear, I think personal development or spiritualism, they, some people shy away from it, but like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like this hokey stuff, and some sometimes it's too woo-hoo, right? Yeah, and, and some some people are like some people who are I guess some people who tend to be mainstream where you see more often are there are some people who are on social media who never did anything with their, in their life and and then they're posting these motivational quotes and mm-hmm. they've shooting these videos but they aren't doing anything themselves trying to get other people to change their yeah. lives and obviously gives it the wrong impression but yeah like through life we we're I guess beings of habit and mm-hmm. the more something. We, the more something we experience over time, the more it happens, you know, the more their thoughts repeated, the more we're just going to become a reality for us. I think that's why right, I think there's people having a hard time in society today is because yeah. if you look for, obviously it's going really deep here. If you look back, everyone's living their own realities. And when people, I guess, disagree or they see someone who lives in a different reality with different viewpoints, mm-hmm. well... They express in different ways. 100%. Yeah. So the one of the courses, um, whether or not you any, anyone listening to this takes the next step to dive deeper, um, I hope you do. But one of the best recommendations I can give you um, for, for us and then for the people listening is is to learn about yourself a little bit more. Um, and yeah, go a little deeper. And one of the easiest things to do is there's a test online called the 16 personality test. Um, I think it's Myers-Briggs. Don't, don't quote me on that. I'm probably saying it wrong. Um, but 
when I first started with um, a couple different companies, we did something similar where it was like you, we learned about like an HR position, for example, when, when HR, when they're looking to hire you, they do a whole bunch of questions to get to know who you are, to see if your personality traits are going to work with the team that they have. And I think that that's just something that we should do even on our own without having HR. And so that 16 personality test, you can go in and find out who you are and what makes you tick. Um, anyone who knows me, it's, it's quite easy to see really quick that I really care about um, community, about helping people, about um, seniors and animals, about life as whole. I look at the bigger picture and I, I look at, at life being this interconnection of everything. And there's other people that don't see it the same way. And originally, before I started on this path, I, I honestly had judgment towards them. I was like, why don't you see that like your expensive purse that you just spent a whole bunch of money on could feed like the homeless for a month? Like, why aren't you paying attention? And what I started to realize was um, we're built differently and that's okay. You're allowed to like that stuff and you're allowed to be that person and I'm allowed to be who I am. And together, when we all live together and have the diversity we have, we make this world a better place, a more interesting place. Imagine if we were all the same, it would be so boring. So it's, it's, it's really incredible when you start to dive deeper and really understand people and see that we all see through our own lenses, through our own trauma experiences. Um, and yeah, so when we start to dive deeper and really connect our mind, body, and soul, um, you, you start to experience life in a new way. I saw on your table earlier when we walked in that you had his book on your table. Yeah. And he's one of the people that actually started me on this path, um, reading his books and listening to his videos and, and podcasts and stuff. He's, he's one of those people out there that uses science to back up the fact that we are energy beings experiencing life. And if we don't pay attention to the energies that we have within our bodies, what we expel, what we take in, and how we show up in this world, we're gonna have a hard time. But if we dive a little bit deeper and we open ourselves up, we'll be able to communicate and, and live in, in communities that are so diverse from us, but we'll be able to be in them without judgment and have a, a better understanding and communication. Exactly, and I think it also comes down to having open, honest conversations. Amen. And that's kind of honestly, that's all another reason why I started this podcast is this thing in society Today, there's a lack of, or almost going to be a lack thereof, it seems like, of, I guess, freedom of speech, freedom of, um, yeah, freedom of speech, more or less, where, um, obviously, there are people who have hateful speech and hateful comments, which obviously shouldn't be allowed to do that, but it seems like if you have a viewpoint that's different than than maybe the majority, Mm -hmm. that you could either be chastised or even removed from social media or something like that, and I personally think it's wrong, even even a court of law, um, I'm not saying that I'm going to have like these crazy people on my <laughs> podcast, but even a court of law, even the people who commit these crimes, they still have a chance to at least explain themselves so yeah. you get up to understand where they're coming from. And, yeah. and even if it's wrong, at least can understand where it's coming from, you can prevent it further, or maybe just you guys need from understanding as well. Um, well, forget the name of it. I always, I'm not sure if it's on Netflix anymore, but it was on Netflix. And it's about a basically investigative journalist, mm-hmm. travels around different parts of the world, and investigates maybe societal problems. So the one was in Russia and it was against homosexuals, gays, mm-hmm. the LGBT, the plus community now. And because there basically it's like, you can't, you really can't be gay there. Yeah, that's and, so unfortunate. And then so he did, but the journalist called one of the people who were against the, the homosexuals there mm-hmm. and followed him for a day, hung out with them, did what he did. And then what he realized is He's kind of almost in a way trying to preserve the traditional way of living mm-hmm. over there and scared that may change. Mm-hmm. And 
So yes, he's kind of doing it a bad way, but if you kind of see from a different perspective, okay. it, in a way, it's, he, it is hateful, but in a way, he's just kind of scared that his way of life may change to allow another group to coexist. So yeah, so that's um, anytime there's hate expelled anywhere, um, like love is love. Like we got to get over this. I, but I understand why people aren't, and it's not saying that I accept the people that. Um, past judgment and hate towards people that are different than them in any way but those people are operating out of fear fear of the unknown, fear of change and um, that's where if we level up the consciousness and awareness of society as a whole I think we'll be able to pull those people up um, into the light and into love and basically allow them to act out of love instead of fear because that's what's happening they're so scared that they're going to lose all these traditions and they're they're scared about what life's going to look like and if they could just have faith and and act out of love, they'd, they'd see that this world's going to be so dang beautiful when people start to be accepted for who they are and who they want to be. Oh, it's so, it's so beautiful. Like, um, I think if anyone who played um, any, I think, sports, for me in particular, is football. You get so mm-hmm. many diverse people on a football team. And at the end of the day, you really don't care about, well, yeah, you don't care about where the, the color of someone's skin, where they come from. You get to learn where they come from and mm-hmm. how they grew up and kind of their perspective kind of on like life. like a brotherhood. Yeah, it's a brotherhood. Like mm-hmm. my, my first guest, Ethan, like that's how we met through football. And that's why him and I can have different opinions on things or have a good conversation and still be friends because we kind of, quote unquote, went through battle together yeah. through sports. So I think, I think that's why one thing, one, um, in a sense, being active or um maybe um, participating in team sports is so crucial sometimes because one, you move your body, which is good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, you get to meet interesting people from different backgrounds and through playing a sport, which everyone likes, you kind of forget all the BS of like life basically and then you learn about them and then judge them for who they are yeah. and learn about their culture and then go, yeah, so. Yeah, isn't that, so you're basically encompassing community and, and how great it is when people come together and, and build that bond, right? Yeah. There's something one of my spiritual coaches told me recently, she quoted, and it was so dang true. Um, and it's, I hope, my hope in life is that um, I'm attracting the people in my life now that are honestly there to support and love on me and vice versa, where I can give it back to them, obviously. But um, I'm looking for those authentic connections now. And um, I find in, in a lot of sports teams, I want you build those authentic connections because mm-hmm. you get to go through the emotions of wins and losses and struggles and injuries and all that stuff. Um, and so like the people that I'm attracting to my tribe right now, um, one of the main quotes that sticks with me now is I'm like for you, I would ask, I would say, I want you to love me enough to risk my disapproval. So if ever there's something that where I'm not showing up the right way or I need to be called out, like you would call out someone on a sports team and they're just not playing the way you know they can play and they're they're just, yeah, they're just not, they're not playing <laughs> the way they should be. Um, you call them out, right? And I hope that um, with you and our relationship that you'll always call me out and, and the new people I'm attracting to my tribe, that they will too. And and moving forward that because you're like you you mentioned that people are scared to talk or like it's like a thing where you're scared to be judged if you say the wrong thing right now for me no like say whatever you got to say to me and if i think that it's not in alignment with me or i think that it's not even in alignment with you i'm just going to call you out on it i'm going to let you know um and at the end of the day we're friends it's all good yeah and that's something i guess for me personally why i like uh, i guess stand-up comedy because (laughs) a lot of stand-up comics you know, they get to say a lot of sometimes some people are controversial, but they get to say a lot of on top of a lot of societal problems or there's experiences, and people from all walks of life get to laugh about it. And then you get to, in a sense, yeah. process it in an open environment. Yeah. But then again, yeah, we go into 
we're feared of being judged sometimes we go with mm-hmm. the crowd and even if we don't agree with him sometimes it's, yeah. it's kind of shitty or- I think as long as you're always when you're talking um, and obviously stand-up comedians are very different because they're delivering a message for laughs while they are also bringing awareness to a specific topic but like for you and I as long as like as long as I'm giving you my opinion and I'm coming from a place of like mm-hmm. I'm curious I want to know more or I'm coming from a place of love even if I don't quite understand or I've been ignorant in the past, then just educate me. It's exactly. all good, right? Like, just let me know that, hey, whatever it is I said is wrong or you think it's wrong because it's your reality or whatever the case is. And just check me when I need to be checked and, and whatnot. But comedians, man, I kind of feel bad for them right now because they're used to bringing topics, um, like world topics to the table. And right now with, with COVID and Black Lives Matter and just the political stuff happening in the world, it's a little touchy right now. I can't imagine going up on, on a stage and um, getting heat from the crowd that you usually would be okay with. I feel like they would be a little bit more reserved and a little bit more scared to be as open and loud as they are about specific topics right now. But interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And as you mentioned, and, uh, it is interesting time where people are, I guess, I'm not sure if emotional will be the right term, but people are, let's say, are wanting change and there are people mm-hmm. who are there's just an interesting time in society where there's a lot of clashing going on. It feels like, at least on social media, at least, and yeah. a lot of changes are happening. And and yeah, it's oh, there's change. And plus, yeah. um, plus with the the pandemic and you no know, being isolated for everyone, I think it's harder. I think that's also I think another reason why maybe people are maybe mm-hmm. to anger is because we can't be together as a community. I guess yeah, almost by law can't yeah. be together. Oh, for me, Miss Social Butterfly Wedding Planner, man, if I wouldn't have had these courses, I said to my coach, my spiritual coach the other day, I'm like, if I didn't come across these courses, I don't know where I would be mentally right now because I'm such a a social person. And so when someone tells me I can't go hang out with a group of people because that's that's who I am at a soul level, at a personality level, I thrive off of other people and connecting. And when I can't do that in person, oh, it was like, I got so angry. There was a couple of days where I was just pissed right off and I don't get really like mad that often like not crazy mad I'm opinionated but I don't really get angry that often and I got mad I was like what the heck don't tell me I can't go out (laughs) like even my husband and I we had a couple conversations where um it was heated because he was on the opposite side he was like stay home wear a mask don't go out blah 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 and I'm like no I'm gonna go do my thing and obviously I calmed down and I became more aware of things but even to this day, like, I'm like, I'm still going to go out and I'm going to go for walks and do my thing. And I'm going to go hang out with friends and I'm just going to do my social distancing and we're going to be fine. In, in my opinion, obviously I might get some backlash for that, but, um, I'm okay with that. Like, but we know you and I are very much aware that just emotions are high right now. It is what it is. So you just got to let it roll off your back when it doesn't resonate with you. That's all. Exactly. And I think also, it's not being talked enough is um, health, I guess, training so we're being told oh, to we, uh, yes. we're being told to uh, you know, obviously stay at home and wear a mask, we're not mm-hmm. being told to hey exercise. And one thing, it's funny, you know, the liquor stores and Right the, the, were were kind of mandatory whereas essential called essential services. Yeah. But then say alcohols alcohol is anonymous or other groups like that or even the gyms yeah. were deemed not essential. So yeah. you're getting access to no one's working and even myself you know 
have more free time on my hands, maybe I'll have an extra couple of beers, you know, it happens. <laughs> How backwards is our society, though, that that's the thing right now, hey? So, like, that's... like I feel like it's a movie. It's ridiculous. And so, this new path that I'm on, it's very much about energy and um, doing internal work and like the power of our mind how like Joe Spencer talks about it all the time like your mind is so powerful he went through an incredible injury himself and was able to rebuild his spinal cord and, and whatnot or spinal, spinal column by with the power of his mind um and so when we think of things like that like yeah why is it that we aren't being told hey why don't you take a little bit more vitamins a little bit more organic or a little bit healthier go out and be outside for at least 30 minutes a day because nature is actually extremely important for mm-hmm. your body your body and mind and soul health like, why are we being told that? Instead, we're like, oh, stay home, watch the news 24-7, put fear into your brain, don't touch or hug anyone, even though that's a physical thing that we need. Like, it's just, oh, it's so backwards right now. It's It just breaks my heart to think about all the people, because um, obviously with the, the old folks' homes, or the seniors' homes, long-term care, they're, um, they have to be more cautious. I totally understand. Seniors are like my heart, but... It's so sad to think of how many of them are staring out windows right now and have nobody to talk to, and they're not able to see their kids or their grandkids, and some of them are dying alone. Like, how sad is that, that um, as a society, we aren't prepared for that, um, and there's not another alternative method that we can do to help them? So, crazy. Yeah, I think this uh, definitely shines a light on, I guess, many countries to mm-hmm. that, hey, that this, any diseases can happen, mm-hmm. and it's obviously... It's been a while since something this big has happened, almost basically 100 years ago, the Spanish flu. And we were caught off guard. And I think also um, shines a light on the fact that, hey, we're producing so many goods and services, Mm -hmm. or at least exporting our natural resources elsewhere to get made Mm -hmm. in other countries for less money instead Mm -hmm. of, you know, I think we have so many beautiful places in Canada and also so many um, resources we could make here in Canada mm-hmm. instead of exporting and maybe it maybe costs more but I think especially with this, pa- this pandemic where we you go to the grocery store and there's n- no meat or you can, you're only going to grab one meat portion mm-hmm. per trip and yeah. then so I think people are realizing it's a huge problem with society and what's happening and we, we've got so disconnected from the land from us as humans knowing how to actually live off the land and fend for ourselves and whatnot and yeah you're right that that meat thing did kind of worry me for a bit there i i have friends at hunt which is uh, thankful for that um i don't because i i think i'd cry if i killed an animal but um it's just crazy to think about how many like human like just things that we should know, like in Boy Scouts that you learn or, or whatnot. We don't know how to build fires anymore. No. We don't know. I have no idea how to skin an animal. I don't want to know. Let's be real. But I have no idea how to do that. Even growing my own plants or my own vegetables and stuff, I had to learn that again. Or not again. I had to learn it because I never knew how to do that. Um, so if anything, that's a kind of a blessing with COVID is it taught us that we need to still rely on these big box chain stores that, like you say, mass produce overseas and whatnot, because when they can't produce, what do we do? Right? How do we keep going? Exactly. And mm-hmm. I think there is a way, if we do it right and invest in property, where we could have maybe more local community farms yes. invest in that, where it's more local mm-hmm. and and maybe the things that we absolutely need or that maybe people absolutely want can be shipped in. But anything that can be grown here, like during the summertime, like lots of fruits and vegetables, yeah. for sure. And I think we just need to do that. And I think there is something you mentioned in nature and how there's almost like a call. I think, I don't know if you, I don't think you said it, but you said it, it definitely helps with our, our psyche and our spirit to be in nature. And 
Like, I've been thinking about or grabbing towards is like, I thought about many times just saying, fuck it, I'm just gonna move to the woods <laughs> and live with my dog, but. You would feel so good there. I would, yeah. I would love to. So and because there are people yeah. who live in like the remote parts of Alaska who mm-hmm. think this person, yeah, you said he lived, um, I think lived remote part of Alaska, I think for 18 years. Yeah. And he even managed to think his wife was like a lawyer and she like, Converted her life yeah. completely, but hey, so you live off the land, and and he said, yeah, you, then you one you get to learn how to eat an animal properly. So I think you said you can, there's so many edible parts of a animal yeah. that you can eat waste. that if you actually do need to eat, but there's delicious mm-hmm. parts, and and you get more in touch with nature, yeah. and there's something to that. But I think more importantly is something just to follow what you like and. Mm-hmm. So like for me, I think the past few years, I think I was enjoying what I was doing, but I don't think it was, at least at the time, not right for me. You were, it was, it was something that being told filled to do. you, but it didn't, it didn't fulfill you. Like it yeah. was something that it kept you busy and it maybe paid the bills. Um, but yeah, it didn't, it didn't set your soul on fire. It didn't give you that passion. Like, look at you sitting in here with your mics here, doing your podcast, having like worldly conversations. Like you're lit up right now. You're yeah. glowing. And if anyone, if anyone could see you right now, they'd be able to see that there's just a different vibe about you right now. Like, He'll see me soon. Yeah. Video's <laughs> coming soon. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm self-investing to this podcast. There it's you go. I'll support you. We'll all support you. But yeah, if, um, talking about nature and whatnot, that's a lot that I've learned on this spiritual journey and path that I'm on right now. Um, and it's going to be part of the course that um, that I'm creating. Uh, and it's going to be that you, like, in the course, we're going to take a group side barefoot and put their feet in the down grass and it sounds weird and people think it's so odd but if you could be having the most stressful day and I've done it I've challenged this myself and I on the days where I'm just like depleted and there's so much going on in my life and I'm like I just don't think I can continue um I take my socks off and I go outside and I stand in the grass and I just take a couple deep breaths and it's insane if you have like an apple watch or anything that like um tracks your heartbeat Mm -hmm. it's insane to see your heart rate come down like almost instantly by literally grounding yourself into the ground like that's it but there's power there's energy there there, the earth and and us are one and it's yeah it's pretty cool it is it's pretty interesting (laughs) and i think just doing that i think it help people or just being outside or Mm -hmm. Or yeah, and I think for me having a dog recently, just being a dog, it's helped me so much. That's going to watch all the time. And I'm so sad that he's not here today. I'm I just going to say that. I apologize. <laughs> watch so how he's going to be, especially he's very. I won't say territorial, but he like he's very wary of new people and like speaking in distance. So he's a. But he's your little companion now. And yeah, he follows me everywhere. So much joy. He doesn't leave me alone at all. There you go. Yeah, he's awesome. Because you got good energy, and you guys have bonded now. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. He didn't, he didn't uh, complain or whine when I first got him, and Aww. and then yeah, and uh, Kevin and Cole, their dogs, um, yeah. were the roommate's dog. He's a husky. I think. Uh, Husky Pitbull and Brad are best friends, and he's a <laughs> Chihuahua Minpin. And, so, so, so people, have you introduced Brad yet on your podcast? Not my podcast, but uh, so we definitely want to have a video, but I definitely post a picture of him on my social media. There you believe, go. So. so your dog's name is Brad, and yeah. what kind of dog is he? He's a Chihuahua mini pincher, man, so <laughs> he's a small so guy. But yeah, and he's awesome. He's uh doesn't bark at all in the condo. Yeah. And but yeah, and he, his best friend's like this huge, mm-hmm. huge, huge dog, where he's basically his head's the size of Brad, and mm-hmm. they just love playing together. Isn't that crazy? Okay, so normally this question, when I meet people, this is something that I ask, and I'm sure that you would would probably enjoy this question too. So I want to share mine with you, but I want, I'd like to know yours first. If you, if time and money were not an issue, 
what would you do with your life? Ooh, I'd probably, uh, probably still this podcast. Yeah, you would. I just just started it, so <laughs> I'm excited with that. Time, money were an issue. Well, if bad money, money were an issue, what I imagine is buying like a huge, um, eight, like huge um, acre property, maybe like 30, 40, 50 acres. Yeah. It's like massive. And then I like my best friends, like build properties for them on the edge of the property. Yeah. And then like build trails and stuff. And then have like a central hangout area. And then everyone have like golf carts or <laughs> those off-road like cool vehicles where we can drive to each other's houses or go to the hangout spot. And, and stuff. That's awesome. And then all, our, all of us will be like in like a little community. And mm-hmm. and then, yeah, that's, that's what I imagine. And obviously I donate money, but that'd be like the first thing I do is I'll just start building mm-hmm. that. That is, that would be so, I hope, I hope you build that and I get to come hang out there one day. Yeah, That's the plan. Um, How about you? For me, it's, uh, Brad actually sparked the reminder for me. So I, it's something I actually worked on. I built a proposal. I built a business plan. I had investors lined up and I didn't pull the trigger, but, uh, I'm getting close back to that, um, back to that plan. So if time and money were not an issue, I would open a senior's home because I absolutely love seniors. Um, but I have an animal rescue attached to it. I wouldn't manage an animal rescue because that's that's so hard in your Would it almost be like but a therapy dog exactly. for the seniors? Okay, yeah. So they cool. get to go over to the animals that were that would be um, safe for them to do so and spend time with them and pet them and, and take care of them and whatnot. So I have to tell you my vision. So when you walk into the, you walk in and there's like patio porches in the inside. So it's an inside building, but there's patio porches. And above on the ceiling is a skylight. So it's an open skylight. So they basically can see out to the night sky if they want when they come out their patio, almost like they're outside without the harsh weather conditions. Um, And each patio would have its own color. Like when you moved in there, you got to pick what color you wanted for your your main door and then what you wanted for like a chair or whatnot. So you'd have like a little porch that you could have coffee on with your neighbors. You'd pick the color of your door so that you could tell people, hey, I'm at the purple door, like three houses down. Like, so they still have that, they still have their, I don't know, independent part of them that they want, right? Um, but that's what I envisioned. There's a lot more to it, but um, and I started working on it and I got pulled away because self is path and now I'm kind of sweeping those out and um, that's like a 10 year plan. So we'll see what happens, but. Well, I encourage you yeah. to I encourage you to do this. It's gonna be awesome. Maybe if you buy an acreage though, Maybe um, we can like have it like on your acreage and then there can be a hangout like a couple miles down and it could work. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe have a dog farm for sure. Yeah. But I think, I think, I think at least people need a dog in their life at least once. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, I don't know if I'd be sane if I didn't have Brad in my life. He's mm-hmm. awesome. Didn't know a lot like him so much, but yeah, I think animals are so crucial, especially dogs. They love you so much. They, yeah. they keep you balanced. You cannot be, start to be not happy around them because they, even if you leave for a couple of minutes, they come back and they're mm-hmm. so happy you came back and they're excited to be around you. And Oh, I agree. I come home and when my dog just threw a little tail, you're just happy instantly. You're like, oh, I feel so good. Yeah, animals are, they're therapy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, The I guess, the relationship we have with animals, how there's almost an understanding between us. Yeah. yeah. I also learned that uh, dogs are descendants from wolves. Yeah, I did kind of know that. So even yeah. even, even Brad's a little wolf. <laughs> he's, so, your, he's your little wolf. He's a little wolf. So you have like a little wolf pack here. Yeah, he's my mini Rottweiler. <laughs> he has the colors. Oh my gosh, he's so funny. I love that you are. That, I love that it's 
Peter and Brad. Like, it's just such a cool dynamic. Um, I love his name. I know that it is, he was named that before you got him, but yeah. um, it just fits so well with you. Yeah, well, I didn't, uh, wasn't planning to get him at all. Wasn't, um, I was planning, like, in a year to get a dog, and I was planning to get a, a Boston, mm-hmm. a brown one specifically, because, again, my, my, my best friends, Kevin and Nicole, yeah. they have three dogs themselves. And we have a Boston Terrier whom I really love. Is that the one that they bring in the, they have like a little crate or a... Uh, a cart. Yeah. That's for their, their, their pug boss. Oh, they're such good Zoe. That's amazing. Her Zoe, she's yeah. so... Sorry. So... Yours is the, the Boston. The Boston. So yeah. he was like kind of bonded when I'm there and then sometimes when I stay with their place, he, he sleeps with me and oh. so I really like him so much. Like any year I'm going to get him. <laughs> Because I was going to get him, and then I was eventually like, oh, I'll probably get like a, a black pug as well, and then Harley the second, Zoe the second, oh and then bring him over for them. And then and then they mentioned that, um, well, our mutual friend that we know, they were playing, they were, we were trying to bring home a dog. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you should take him. And then I didn't even think about it, and I just. You did. And then they, I managed to. Uh, the, the raffle I guess and mm-hmm. and it's been amazing ever since and then you yeah I mean thankfully it gets along with Kevin and Nicole's dogs they yeah. go to their house but I fully believe that um, every soul including a dog dogs have souls as well everything does but every soul is um, meant to come into your life and there's a reason for them too and yeah. I think it's just perfect timing that he's into your life now while you're on your on this amazing new journey and, and whatnot because he's there to kind of support you and, and keep you grounded and bring you joy he does right? yeah. Yeah. yeah so awesome yeah he's awesome and yeah and it's funny um it's funny that dogs do have personalities mm-hmm. you, you don't know don't know until you spend <laughs> a lot of time around them and so I bring Brad obviously over to my friend's house and the Boston who I like he actually made a death glare from across the room. For, oh no! And then yeah, and then the other time was over because I don't think Brad likes him either. Yeah. Because he's also territorial, so he has a sense that Harley likes me, and, and so he'll show his teeth and growl at Harley, even though he's in Boston bigger than Brad. Oh, no. And then Brad was trying to sit next to me, and then the Boston Harley purposely came over to me and tried to get in Brad like get in Brad's area and sleep by me. Yeah. And he wouldn't move, and he was doing it just to be annoying to Brad. <laughs> They just love you. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how animals are like almost like children too, how they can know each other. And, yeah. But yeah, I it's love that. You have, a, you have a very welcoming, anyone that knows you, Peter, you have a very welcoming energy and we all know that. Thank you. And those dogs definitely um, can feel it and, and are attracted to it. And I could see why they'd be territorial of you. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I love animals. Though. Yeah, I definitely, definitely plan to get more dogs eventually, but definitely want to have more space. Yeah. So this is just that nice space right here is perfect for Brad only, and this is temporary. It's a stepping stone. Yeah, like, but like uh, maybe I'll keep as this place as a studio. Dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited to see because this is yeah this will be your third episode on your third podcast. episode. I'm excited to see what like a hundred looks like. It's gonna be so freaking cool. Yeah. You're gonna have an amazing studio and um, the lineup of guests that you've already talked about and what's coming. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, it's the first time, um, before my first recording, actually, um, was the night before. Yeah, the night before, down checked. Yeah. And when I played it back, it had terrible echoes. Oh, no. Yeah, I think I was on a different recording platform the night before. I just couldn't get it to work. Yeah. The night before, I almost had to reschedule like three hours before, but then I managed to figure it out. And there you go. And now I'm just focusing on doing it rather than trying to make it perfect and then kind of 
Like right now, I think my first two episodes are going to be com- compared to my neck and like my episodes down the road are going to be complete shit right now, but <laughs> I'm just focusing on quantity right now and then I'm going to get better by figuring it out. And perfect. Um, perfect is a word that uh, nobody's perfect. We always yeah. strive for it, right? But um, it's perfect in this moment. In this moment, you're exactly where you need to be and you're creating what you need to create just to get on to the next level. So yeah, it's perfect right now in this moment for you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Give one out. Looking back, when I was what eighteen, I thought I was at a high school sweetheart, and also I was head over heels over her at the time, and I thought, yeah, we're getting married. I thought I was probably getting married and have my own place, own home, and probably kids. Yeah. By this age already, and now I'm thankful. I kind of thankful I'm not. I don't have any of those to be honest. Yeah. You know, in a way, I like where I'm at, and. Yeah, it's, it's it'll funny come, how life works out. It'll come the way it's going to happen. You are such an old soul. And, That's uh, why the side is so hard. Like, yeah. You, you, like, meet people online, and you're like, because I'm like, hey, watch this meal at, like, coffee shop and get to know each other. And I can get sometimes it could be from a, maybe from a different perspective that maybe it's a bit fearful for it because you're being a strange guy. Yeah. I get that, but... There's still anxiety it's, on the guys. Still, well, first of all, it is a public place. I'm not saying, hey, come over to my place or me. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, let's go for coffee. And Because for me, this is my perspective. On these online dating apps, you see the, obviously they're going to choose the best pictures or the most provocative, of course. <laughs> some do, some don't. Yeah, yeah you so pick your best and you have a little bio. Yeah. Sometimes you have your social media. Or there's people who will definitely look you, try to find you on social media and look you up. Yeah. And then I think you have like a preconceived idea of who this person is mm-hmm. before you meet them. And then maybe you try to act a certain way as well. And for me, it's like, I can't do that. I get so bored right away. <laughs> I don't know how to act. And I'm like, I just prefer to meet someone in person, which is difficult, especially with social distancing. And yeah. You know, uh, I don't, I don't envy you because you're. I'm just moving to the woods. <laughs> you I'm should just move to the woods. I don't know if you're gonna attract anyone to the woods though. Maybe a lost hiker. I don't know. It, that would be divine just intervention. Me and Brad. <laughs> but for I can't online dating. I can imagine it's gotta be. It's gotta be hard. I've never had to do it, and so I'm thankful for it. But at the same time, I have some friends that have met like amazing oh, I know people, you can. and yeah, but. I'm, I'm totally like you where like I need to meet someone I need to just like get their vibes and see if we click and and whatnot but um something that I've learned over the last couple of years and helping friends find their little soulmates and, and their loves is you can't force it no and usually the most obvious choice the one is that's usually the one we try and shy away from the most um is the right pick but I you know how do you know it's obvious ones of You'll know. You'll know. Uh, with my husband and I, I ran away from that guy. Oh my gosh, I ran away from him for, I don't know, a good five years or so. And finally yeah. one day I woke up and I was like, what am I doing? Yeah, you married to Antonio's Bandera stunt. <laughs> kind of does look like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know I don't envy you. But if you ever need a hookup for love, Peter, I mean, I'll, I'll send some ladies your way. I don't mind like meeting people. I just, <laughs> I just don't do the online. I just can't do the online. So I, I decided yeah. I refuse to do it. I don't care if I'm single for the rest of my life. I'm not going online. You won't be. Don't worry. I just get his cats. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> exactly. Maybe have some devil's lettuce and, talk <laughs> and see where that goes. I think everyone needs a little bit down in their life. There just you a little bit. Yeah, I think, you know, if I had it my way, if you know, I, did, I thought about like maybe 40 years down the road running for prime minister of Canada. Oh my goodness. Just give, give Rendell Country a shot. See how I can do him. 
I'd also like to roll up to the UN and be like, hey, everyone, we're going to pass this around and yeah. we're all going to relax and then we're going to talk. <laughs> I think that'll be the best. Just pass everyone, it around. Because everyone's, everyone's like, oh, no. uh, everyone will be so relaxed. Everyone will be having, because I think also it makes it a bit vulnerable as well. Everybody's having a good time and we get more done. But now, because everyone oh. just wants what they want, obviously it's, it's a kind of a joke there, but yeah, it's true though. I, I, think. I would love to see the country run by Peter Bowen. I think that would be a very interesting, chill, laid back country. You, you also have a lot of people probably not in alignment with you, but it would be a good time. Oh no, I also, I feel like I get along with a variety of different people. So I think I could have different people in my cabinet who can help me run the country. I'm just picturing it and it's, it'd be a good time. It would, I would. No, I think you have, I think you have everything in you to do that if you want to. Oh, man. For sure. I don't know if you would truly want to run a, com- a country and have the no, responsibility that you'd have to have Because I think also what happens is what I know, what I, what I guess, this may be more so in the States, but yeah. you have two terms maximum you can do in a row. And usually, I guess, from my knowledge, I'm not very knowledgeable in this area, but is for the first term they do just enough or do it so they can get reelected, mm-hmm. and then usually in the second term is when they usually do what they really want to do. Exactly. And yeah. And obviously there's obviously like huge companies who these politicians get paid or get sponsored by, and there may be more so in the states. I, I bet so. I bet so in Canada as well. Like there's probably definitely companies or other groups he's definitely lined with. Like, uh, but again, I'm not that knowledgeable in this area and. <laughs> I think that also needs to change. I think people just need to vote for just maybe different people who are able to run or yeah. or just maybe how the parties are divvied up because I know, at least in Canada, I think it's like Quebec and Ontario, like their votes are more heavily weighted. Like I think there's more people over there anyways, mm-hmm. but so then, for sure. so then sometimes you run into the fact that maybe some politicians don't pay attention to the West, at least yeah. sometimes, not all the time again, it differs. and. So, but again, I think right now is, I think look at North America, amazing countries to live in. I think one of the, obviously, both have their problems to an extent, you know. Yeah. But I think right now, at least my perspective, the leadership we both have, like, I don't know where we're going to go. It's nuts. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It literally feels like we're in a sitcom or a movie right now, right? Like, yeah. it's just so all over the place. This is stuff. Like, let's just, let's just go there for a second. Some of the stuff that Donald Trump just we want here. tweets. Like, what he tweets. Like, you're like, did the president of the United States <laughs> just make this absurd tweet publicly? He tweets every media? day, I think. Oh, it's, it's like, you, you see it and you're just like, is there anybody that's talking to him prior to him making these tweets? Or is he like sitting in his limo, just like I'm just gonna fire this off right now before he talks to anyone? I really think that's how, oh. what's happening, and it's it's scary, but at the same time, it's like really calm. This is this is happening. This yeah. is real life. Well, yeah, that's what the people. Want. I think people thought well, people wanted Donald Trump like that personality. Oh, they thought yeah. they, I think most people assumed that when he was gonna be in office. He would probably act more present, like maybe more professional, presidential. Yeah. And he was like, "No." I know he's just the same. He doesn't care. He's he doesn't care. And oh man! So in a way, though, in a way, like again, I don't know any of the policies done. I know something. I don't agree with a lot of things. Some of the things he's done, but in a way, I kind of respect that he doesn't back down. He just he's the same person he's always been. So in a way, I kind of respect that compared to, I guess, our prime minister, our leader of our country, who. Uh, a bit. Yeah, like I don't know what he believes in. He's he's yeah. almost feels like he's almost doing it for likes and 
And he likes to talk moistly to us. Yes. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's interesting. I don't I don't know how I feel about um, either. Donald Trump's made some pretty terrible comments and things that go against, like, uh, against, like, humanity or what I think, like, should be. He just doesn't seem to have, like, the the heart for humans all the time like all everyone but um he's a businessman exactly like he's always been this way so it's such a weird place to be in because it's it's literally 50 years of programming hasn't he been that like even in that apprenticeship like that then too so did he expect anything different from him like i don't know i didn't really but but i think that we don't live in the states i'll tell you that right now (laughs) no and there are great things that have come from the states so right now it's that between you know, I think that between him and Joe Biden, and mm-hmm. he's well now. Uh, didn't uh, did you hear Kanye West is running? Yeah, hey, <laughs> so, I think he's better than both those guys. He's definitely younger. By but can you age. imagine? Like, I don't know. Like, I think that he, I think Kanye kind of went on his own little spiritual path too, or something. I don't know. I don't follow him a ton, but I like from what I've read about him, it, people said he went a little crazy for a bit there. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. I didn't look into it, but um to see him speak and, and some of the things he does like that one time when he cut Taylor Swift off so he's going to do his right? <laughs> is that what we're going to get from yeah, him yeah he's not even going to show he's just like my turn to talk <laughs> oh my goodness so um, if he becomes president it's going to be wow it's well, going to be interesting well I think we need um, I like it I, um, I heard this on the Joe Rogan podcast but yeah, I think we need The Rock as president and then um Jockalook is vice president. I think them two have to go. Hey, this could be entertaining. They need, yeah. They, they need a, I think they'll be good to like, especially The Rock. Everyone loves The Rock. I don't think anyone who hates The Rock. Well, there's probably for sure people, but I think that he'd be way more accepted than oh, yeah. Kanye, Trump, and the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this world is about to get really, really fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think The Rock could do it for sure. Can you imagine The Rock being president? Like, just like his... Like when he shows up on the mic, he's just so big. Like oh, he's so sad. like. It would be, it would be interesting. Doing a little WWE entrance, smell the rocks cooking. <laughs> Can you imagine? Do you smell what the rocks cooking? And then he like puts his hands down and he starts talking about like serious political stuff. Okay. Holy mackerel! I think it could work, but. Okay, so you you get a hold of him and tell him he needs to run. I don't know if you listen Let's to me, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think well yeah, people are looking for change and. Yeah, the people are speaking. Yeah. People are speaking up and it's, uh, I mean, tell the political leaders need to start listening. I'll say yeah. that because if not, well, look what's happening. Riots and all these other yeah. things. And so. this is, I guess, I done, because starting this podcast, I dug into more history and listened to more podcasts as well. Yeah. And I believe it's, I think his name is something, Brett Weinstein. He's like a biologist of something okay. uh, um, in the States. And he's talking about, and I think also because it's not in uh, biological that we as societies go through ebbs and flows like yes. rise and fall and one thing I've kind of thought about is one thing that's kind of forgotten not because um, we don't talk about but through experience and just the emotion behind it in a way is um, excluding the Holocaust I think is World War One and Two mm-hmm. just because well a lot of the people from that generation are, are kind of gone now mm-hmm. and so I think people have kind of forgotten in a sense, what actual communism, actual fascism looks like mm-hmm. in, in our societies and how easy it is to for people to uprise and more to start. And, yeah, and for sure we forgot. And I think yeah. it could happen, but that's also, it could be like maybe a conspiracy a little bit or controversial, but I think, 
as many great societies, whether it be the Roman Empire, Greek Empire, a lot of the empires before us, because mm-hmm. we're only a, a little blip on the time scale here of human humanity, really. Yeah. Um, that I could, even though we live in a great society, how quickly it could change into something we didn't. Yeah. We don't again take a pause, check ourselves, check what we're saying. Maybe see what we're saying. Are we being true to ourselves? What we're saying. Are we being authentic? Yeah. Authentic. And, Amen. And then, and then go from there. But yeah, it's crazy how easy society can tip. Yeah, it's well now we and I think now everyone just we're we're aware at least of it now. We weren't aware before. We didn't think everyone that lives in Canada. We're all just like, yeah, oh, will never happen in Canada. That this stuff doesn't happen here. We're a peaceful country and blah blah blah. And then shit hits the fan, and you're like kind of worried. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I went to that um, the Black Lives Matter rally, and like even though we went there and you live in Canada and you're like expecting it to be peaceful and it completely was peaceful um, when we were there, there was nothing that happened. Um, but there was one of those, you know those like crackers or like when people like bang things, there's like those air uh, things that people bang together. Like sporting yeah, yeah, it's sporting so, so some people had those and one of them just popped, that's all that happened. But it sounded like a gunshot. Oh. And you, it was so crazy, like being in that moment was so surreal because you saw everyone, like we were all there and we were in silence and we're just, we were listening to the speaker on stage and you could feel the energies rising just from what was being talked about in a good way, but you could feel so much passion and like just energy in, in there. And then that happened and you instantly saw everyone look around and like, panic and you're just like holy crap what just happened and then it was like oh it was just one of those things but it was it was so interesting to see because like we don't live in a world that that's a common thing every day like we don't live in a country that has consistent bombing or fighting or wars so when we hear something like that we're instantly triggered instead of instead of doing what others in other countries would probably be like oh it's okay it's down the street for us it's like it's such a big thing so yeah we're objectives are very good in canada but um this time has definitely brought us all down to earth a little bit to like to, to realize that hey this can happen here too so like we need to work together and figure out a solution for for us or we're going to be one of those countries and that's going to go through yeah. potentially a war or something right yeah and i think i think it's also noteworthy to point out that i think the black lives matter in canada is different from black lives matter in the states mm-hmm. it's from what i've seen i think there's multiple even like factions of Black Lives Matter in the States. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in support of Black Lives Matter because obviously, yeah. well, they, they do matter. Yeah. I'm definitely going to fight for quality, but, that, but what I'm against is um, just hate in general. And yeah, hate People being too. hateful. And, yeah. and I think, well, I think Terry Crews got shit on um, for saying, like, we're all children of God. And, mm. and it, See, and I struggle with that. Oh, I, I completely understand that, yeah. you know. You know, because there are some people definitely who do get, I think, obviously, I think some people are naive and some people just, sometimes don't think when they post things, they say, all lives do matter. And people just, again. And there's sugar, yeah. Again, that's why I have this show is because people don't listen to them. All I, I think sometimes, again, I think no, I think for me, it's like all lives do matter. But I think right now there are certain groups that have been, um, don't have it as good as others or, exactly. or maybe um, certain opportunities or, just maybe even their Gone their housing that. is not mm-hmm. as good as other uh, for other people, and maybe through um, they just experienced experience a different life. Different life. Yeah. No, and I, I understand. I'm in such because this is your show. And we talk about anything. Here we go. Yeah. Um, I don't. I I don't ever want to offend anyone, and I want to say this first beforehand that I always am speaking from love and light, and I'm not 
this isn't me like trying to trigger anyone. And if you're triggered, I would ask that you go within. If you're listening to this, why are you triggered from what I'm going to say and stuff? But um, I saw a quote today. And first off, first and foremost, Black Lives 100% matter. And I am I am 100% standing with that movement and for that movement. Um, same with Indigenous in Canada. Like that's a big one here yeah. in Canada. We need to pay attention to because we're living on the land of, of Indigenous people. Like, we need to pay attention to that too. There's there's two minorities here that are that are really... Um, that were really affected. Um, but anyways, there was someone posted today um, about if you if you're triggered, if you say all lives matter, then you should be okay with Black Lives Matters too, and you should be because it's a hundred percent true. Um, and I, I see why there's people. Because there's some people that don't know, and I had a rude awakening myself because um, one of my friends made a somewhat racist comment on Facebook, and I didn't know it was racist. Like, even myself, who's I pride myself in being very aware and very cautious and, and whatnot, and I, I didn't, it didn't seem like it was to me. And then I was like, oh no, I, um, now I, after someone pointed out, I was like, I get it, I can see how it could be taken that way. But like we talked about earlier, there's so many high emotions right now that anything you say can be just mm-hmm. misconstrued or it can, it can just be blown up when it wasn't intended to be that way. Yeah. I think we forget about the intention behind what people are trying to say, as opposed to just reading what they're saying without knowing. Um, but like during this whole movement, I'm, I'm on this weird spiritual path right now. Not weird. It's freaking awesome. I'm going to yeah. own it. But and in this spiritual path that I'm on, it's, anyone it doesn't like for me the color of their skin does not matter when i'm talking to them to when i'm sitting in front of somebody i want to know who they are at a soul level i don't want to know or not that i don't want to know but the color of their skin is not affecting how i'm trying to interact with them Mm -hmm. on a soul level on a deeper level but i understand and i can acknowledge that the color of their skin has had or caused maybe some traumas or experiences in their past that i haven't had to live through and i acknowledge it and i understand it but it's it's really hard for like I'm on this path and I'm and I'm seeing these people that are getting so upset and and I'm kind of I'm kind of with it where I'm just like guys like when do we when do we drop this mm-hmm. when does the color and the diversity of our skin no longer affect us like when does that when does that stop and I know it, it's not going to stop for some time because there's a lot of wrongs that we have to make right I get it it's just a very um, it's a very unique time to be in because especially when you're when you're on a spiritual path or you're you're doing something where you're just trying to connect deeper um like this life like this is this is just one area if you're a spiritual being um this is just one dimension of your life and mm-hmm. you're going to on and and you're going to go into more of a love and light aspect later on and it's just crazy to see all this hate and all this aggravation that's happening right now when truthfully like we all come from love we're all born from love we're never born racist that's something we learn we're never born with all these traumas we learn that and we go through it as life progresses yeah so. and i think um part of it's um a little bit unconscious in a sense that mm-hmm. and some people again some of this, these uh, racist acts or racism some people mm-hmm. do it by basically know they're doing it but i think sometimes they're acting out of fear right? yeah i of fear yeah. and then i think also um even some certain stereotypes that we kind of make jokes at and um, that sometimes just unconscious and then mm-hmm. just passed down and we're just unaware of it and we just yeah. repeat it and repeat it and we're just unaware of it. I think that's also in a way plays like dynamic. You're a product of, of your environment, yeah. right? How you were raised, what people said. So yeah, there's a lot of people that have pointed out like, oh, but you've probably said this in the past, you're racist. Okay, you're right. I probably have said something that wasn't appropriate in the past. Um, 
However, like teach me, educate exactly. me, because that's that was right in the time that I was in. It's not right anymore. But in that time, that was all that I knew. Exactly. And so, if you want me to know more and do better, then just educate me. Mm-hmm. You know. And yeah, I think yeah, I think uh, that's also a big thing. Is uh, right now people aren't given a chance to, in a sense, grow from their mistakes, and mm-hmm. I think either either moving from a platform, well, obviously depending, but moving from a platform or almost, I think sometimes people have to be almost forced to issue them. I don't say forced, but they have to make, make these apologies and sometimes yeah. maybe they don't believe in it. And instead of um, giving a chance to, um, again, understand where they're coming from, yeah. learn and grow from it and teach them what's right or wrong. Exactly. Some I don't people, think that's right. I think the bullying of that that's happening, what yeah. you're talking about right now is not no. right. I think that we need to, if someone makes a mistake, I think we need to correct them. It doesn't mean we need to make them shut down their Instagram and and sh- and throw shade at them and and all of a sudden label them as a just a racist that's never going to change or a bad person that's never going to change. That's baloney. Yeah. Every single human has the ability to change. You change, you evolve as you grow. Like it happens. So I think we need to have a little bit more compassion and really understand what people's intention is when they when they speak a message or deliver a message. And not just read between the lines or, or assume, assume, but basically not assume what they're saying. Exactly. And I think it's like, like you mentioned, sometimes people um, have either posted something, said something, mm-hmm. and it maybe is acceptable in the context of the, the mm-hmm. time. And then people now, and maybe rightfully so, I'm not going to deny how, what people are feeling, but are getting upset from something they said years ago when you know, no one was upset. Exactly. And now they're upset, but they're not looking again through the either the yeah. intention or context of the time. So I have a crazy story, and um, and if, if anyone's offended, come and talk to me. I'm just going to point that out there. So Justin Trudeau right now is getting a ton of heat for um, he dressed um, he dressed up and had painted himself black yeah. um, for a Halloween party or something, and he got a ton of heat for it. And the second that that happened, I felt sick to my stomach. So get this, I started um, I started event planning when my um, uncle and aunt bought that course, and I threw a Halloween party out at that golf course one year. And um, at the golf course, it was it was any costume went or whatnot. And at the time, the Old Spice commercials were really big. Oh yeah. So I dressed up as the Old Spice man. <laughs> I put a mustache on, and I had a, I had a horse in that commercial. He had a horse or something. Sprayed myself with it. I had Old Spice labeled on me, but I also painted my face black. And it was interesting because I didn't know at that time, and to this day, I, I do not recall a single conversation that happened at that party or any time since then. No one has gone on my Facebook and found that photo, which I believe I removed because I didn't want anyone to, um, out of fear, which is crazy because I kind of wish I did because I wanted, that's something that like I didn't know at that time. And, and that it was bad because I wasn't aware. And yeah. shame on me for not knowing, but at the same time, I've educated myself now to know. But at that time, there was many people of many different cultures and colors and, and whatnot that came to that party, which includes like African-American and, and whatnot. And nobody was offended at that party at that time. Granted, they were my age, most likely. And um, at that time, it just wasn't a thing. And now it is, and I get it. But it's crazy to see how like people are shaming Justin Trudeau for doing that. But again, like, let's go back to it. At that time, no one was speaking about it. This wasn't a movement. We didn't know. No one was educating us. No one was even calling us out. Like if someone had called me out back then, okay, I would have, and I would have been a lot more prepared for what's happening right now. Um, But yeah, just, it's just crazy to see um, 
Like if someone was to shun me for that, how awful of them because they don't know who I am and who my heart is now and they just didn't know. Yeah. I just wasn't, I wasn't educated. And my intention was never to do something. It was to be funny. It was to be that guy yeah. that was such a prominent character in Old Spice commercials. Like he's freaking hilarious. I loved him. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. For myself, yeah, like, I would love to, I guess, in my I guess, society, I would love for us to get in the place. And maybe this would never happen. And, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, uh, play light on people's many sensitivities here, but I think Halloween is like the one day where people should be able to dress up whatever they like. Just like the one free day, whatever you want. To an extent, obviously, if it's uh, hurtful towards some people as like your costume and it's with yeah. ill intent, obviously, no. Just like anything, but... But it's hard, because like... It is hard, yeah. If you, like an example, if you like Beyonce, she's a freaking queen bee. Like, she's a goddamn goddess. Like, yeah. If I want to dress like her, I'm like, I'm not going to do it now. I'm not, no, like, I'm, like, not. not going to paint my face or anything like that, but... Um, because I'm, I'm aware now and I know. But if I want to dress like her, I should be able to dress like her because that's the costume I picked. If I can dress like Marilyn Monroe or dress like a freaking donkey, whatever, I should be able to dress that way. As, again, though, like obviously we have to still play up of what we're what we're doing and how we're coming across. But uh, yeah, interesting because on Halloween, like if I want to be Queen Bee, I want to be her. Yeah. But yeah, just a mm. just a very interesting time, and I I think as long as we always come with a loving heart and and we're open to a, the feedback we're going to get and mm-hmm. the criticism we might get and not take it personal but just better ourselves from that educational moment that we have then I think we'll be okay. Yeah and I think people are viewing some of the um, either events in society right now or maybe the highlights of maybe whether it be racism or, or police brutality that has happened yeah. that too. Um, I think some people are it is a thing it has to happen, but I think in a sense it's a good thing that we are highlighting because well I think that's I think in my opinion that's the basis of humanity is to improve and get better. So mm-hmm. we are I guess trying to get better. I think that's the intention right now is we are trying to get better and have a society where people can live and I think for the most part, for the most part, we're not perfect. I think Canada compared to and I hate to say compared to but I think in general Canada say in general Canada though, I think we're a pretty inclusive society, like from what I've seen and from People I meet, I think most people do have, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, have a, do have a fair shot to succeed here with, um, I think most schools in the province, mm-hmm. they have the same education and resources per school, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. um, who's paying. So I think I think that's my knowledge, but also there is room to improve, like you, know, you mentioned indigenous people. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of just getting them monthly checks, or like that, that's all I know for it, but mm-hmm. maybe invest in their in- infrastructure, invest in their communities. Yeah. and. Um, there for sure can be more funding there. It's it's Canada is um, what whether we know it or not. There's still stuff that happens here, mm-hmm. obviously, and we're becoming more and more aware of it daily. Yeah. But um, Canada versus the U.S. Well, there's there's just a funny little status quo out there that like an example when we go to Mexico, my husband wore a Canadian hat, and we were with a couple that was from the U.S. and they had a U.S. hat. And being Canadian in Mexico, we got treated better because they said Canadians are ne- generally nicer. And it was it was interesting. So I was like, is that true? Because there's there's nice people everywhere. I think maybe you just came across them. And and um, like when we were talking openly with this this gentleman in Mexico, he's like, no, like truth, truthfully, Canadians are generally, we say sorry and so much yeah. and thank you all the time and excuse me and yada yada. Like so maybe it comes off that we're super polite and that means that we're nice, but. Um, 
there's there definitely still is stuff that needs to improve in 100%. Canada. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I'm I'm proud to live here. I think yeah. that I think that we're doing what we need to do together. And the more people speak up, and the more movements that happen, the better we're going to be. Yeah. And honestly, it's it's like what does it even mean? Like the people, there are people out there who think there's like one dominant mm-hmm. race or whatever. Or, but it's like if you look at Canada, it's like. First, obviously, the indigenous people here first, but then the rest of us, we all moved here. Mm-hmm. So it's like we all we all chose to be here in a sense. Mm-hmm. And and some no, some people are forced obviously through their yeah. where they're currently, but in a sense, uh, most people can I think for the most part like there's England, there's like lots of countries that do accept immigrants. Yeah. But a lot of people chose to be here, and, and even in years past, our ancestors chose to be here. Exactly. So it's like we we all just deal with. We have to deal with the choices our ancestors made. Yeah, I and, wish we could look. I wish we could look into our future like two or three hundred years down the road or, or maybe longer I don't know how long it would take but you made me think of a comedian do you know who Russell Peters is? oh I love him yeah <laughs> so there's one um, episode or like one one of his skits that he stands up and he talks about like how we're all going to be one race one day and it's true because if we all keep mixing we're all going to be one race yeah. and we're like it's going to happen if, if like this is going to be like probably more like a thousand or more years down the road before anything like that happens but it's he's he's talking about like mixing races how one from iceland and cuba you get little ice cubes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny but it's i think right now we have just such a narrow vision of like what's happening in this world right now and it's good because we need that we need that vision to be able to affect change and make change happen but if we could just step back and expand our vision one step or two steps or a thousand years down the road and take a look at what this world could be and will be just by naturally like connecting with one another and, and mingling and, and whatnot and obviously mixing with one another eventually like this isn't going to be a thing um i don't know we'll see like i don't know you and i won't be around to see that but i think it's going to be it's going to be such a beautiful long term because i think that we are on the right and we're doing the right things and um, we're just leveling up humanity each time that there's a movement like this that happens. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how <laughs> the life progresses and <laughs> there's also technologies on the rise and that's pretty crazy. I can't get little ice cubes out of my head now. <laughs> I need to go watch him after. <laughs> well, yeah, again, that's why I guess comedy is, again, as I mentioned, comedy is so, I think it's important and it's all comedy, I think it's part of the arts. Yeah. Is allows you to laugh at these topics that are almost either taboo or people tiptoe mm-hmm. around or walking eggshells or on um, yeah. that will keep comedians say people are able to laugh and you process it and, and then you know oh, oh it kind of makes sense someone said that and, yeah and i think it was um um the, the comedian michael michael shea michael shea okay he's on netflix and he's mm-hmm. basically talking about um the all lives matter mm-hmm. and he's like it's like that's exactly like saying when your wife comes up to you and it's like hey babe do you love me he's like babe what are you talking about i love everyone i heard this all right so it's like <laughs> yeah exactly right you're not you're, you're being too general instead yeah. of no i get it i get it like yeah if my husband did that i'd be like dude come on <laughs> like, what are you doing so no like when um so yeah i think you and i are both in the same stance that like 100% right now, Black Lives Matter, and I'm not about boasting that all lives matter. That's not yeah. a thing. Um, but I, I do believe that, like, when we move on and we, we pass on from life, like, it's just love and light. Like, it's just oh, love, man, right? Yeah. And we just need to get, we just need to get past this hate and this judgment. And sides, because, like, I feel like, think, yeah, as well, I feel like people are just being torn apart now. Oh. It's like, if you, if you have this, you're automatically against me. I had a girl and friend me on Facebook. 
or unfriend me on Facebook and Instagram because our views didn't match and we had never had a conversation about our views. Yeah. It was just about what, what I had posted. That's yeah, crazy. And before that, we were completely in alignment with every other thing in our life. Well, not, sorry, like so many amazing common traits that we shared. And when I asked her about it and I was like, hey, like, what happened? She's like, oh, well, I just, I'm really, I'm seeing so many things that are against this. And she explained herself and I, and I understood, and it was specifically about COVID and uh, long story short, she had a personal experience with it and, and I got it and I understood, but I, I had to remind her gently, like, Hey, you know, my heart, you know who I am. Isn't it interesting how we're getting torn apart over a topic when you know, deep down, like who I am and what I represent. And if you ever needed anything, you know, that I'd be a person you could call and she's true, but emotions got so high yeah. and it just it just pulled her away from me after like years of knowing each other and, and being on the same page so it was really interesting yeah and i think yeah it's interesting um i don't say it's a complete mirror but it's like in canada you have like the liberals and conservatives mm-hmm. you're now with the if you like the conservatives well you're obviously against the liberals or whatever mm-hmm. and also the states it's the democrats and republicans yeah and, and it just tears people apart, right? Yeah. Cool. Well, for me, I know it's vote by secret ballot, so I'm not yeah. sure if I'm ever going to tell someone who I'm voting for. But <laughs> for me, it's like, why does there even have to be like a, like a side or anything? Like, yeah. Just because you may vote for a party, maybe you just like what they like more, but it doesn't mean you have to be on the side of what's one particular party. Exactly. Or, yeah. I think that like we circle back to the, the like the course that I'm creating in yeah. the personal development world. Um, yeah, name for it. And whatnot. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, no. The second I do, I'll let you know. Yeah. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll announce it on your podcast. Yeah. Maybe not be. Um, but no. Um, if we circle back to that, like about anything in life, if we go down and we go deeper and we do an example, just the sixty personality traits, just go on, just do that test alone. Anything else you can go deeper with. But if we were able to do that, it would make sense that if I did a test and I showed up and I was about like community and family and and a holistic blah, 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 and all this stuff, it would make sense that I would vote a certain way. And if you were about structure and law and enforcement, and blah, it would make sense that you would vote another way. Mm-hmm. Because deep down in your DNA and in your soul, you're built differently than me. So exactly. like, so when people are like, I don't think the same way as you, we can't be friends because we are too opposite. Wait a second, like that we can't maybe talk about this certain topics because you're going to get heated. But other than that, like it's all good. Yeah, like you're just you have a different lens that you see through. You have different opinions, and that's your reality and your truth. And you need to own it. And I'm gonna own my shit. It's all good. Exactly. I think that's yeah. uh, the message people need to hear. Is yeah. So let's relax, calm down, understand ourselves better, and understand right? each other better. Where we're coming from. And yeah. You mentioned a book as well. Is you said, are you writing a book or? Yeah, it's yeah. almost done. And do you have a release date yet or? Um, we're hoping September, but I need to uh, go through. I'm 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 playing with the idea of actually getting it published, like a heart, like an actual book book, or just doing a digital. Um, but I want some more input. Maybe I'll let you read it first Ooh. some more because I'd love some input on it. But it's a lot about uh, like the spiritual journey and, and, and diving deeper into who we are and, and um, those personality tests. And I believe, did you did you see Sandra for a soul reading? Yeah. Healer. Yeah. Yeah. So she she's giving me a lot of insight and input into Ooh, that'd this. Be awesome. Yeah. So it's gonna be pretty cool because interesting enough, my sixteen personality tests, and I just keep that one because it's on my mind. But I've done many tests, but all of the tests always are the same. It always comes up with I'm the same personality type. But my soul reading from this lady anything about me did a some kind of energetic reading on me and it matched up completely with my existing personality test it was really interesting yeah. to see that like i show up that way in every angle of my life 
And so, yeah, that book's going to be a little bit about that, a little bit about experiences. I've liked that, yeah. And she helped. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, she mentioned to me that uh, I don't like to be part of, I guess, the norm. She mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. I think even looking back, I was still part of the norm in a, in a way. And I think now I'm finally understanding what she meant by I need to kind of do something different that no one else does. And instead, I really hate doing I on it. It's weird. Like, I hate doing what other people do or I hate liking other quote people like it's like if people are doing this like I go the opposite way or figure out a different way to do it or and she did that reading came up that way for you didn't it yeah, yeah. that's what she told me and now I'm starting to see it makes sense yeah. and this is me doing my own way here and I, I like it yeah so I can do it put my own stamp on it just. I think myself and other people around you we were waiting for you we all saw it everyone that knows you knows that Peter's got this freaking spark if you guys don't know him yet in person he has this You'll spark see video soon. he's like this freaking welcoming I, I almost want to call you like a green giant like you're just so loving and welcoming you're funny like you have this laugh that like rumbles from your belly and comes out and it's we hear you down the hallway sometimes and it's just like it just makes everyone happy um and you have such just like a good energy um I don't know, you just, you show up really well in this world and you, you draw people in and for you to do something like this, where you're doing, where you're releasing your passion and your creativity and you're getting in alignment with yourself, this is freaking exciting. It's fun, yeah. I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm booking guests like, well, not booking guests like crazy, but not sure like how to get yeah. guests or where they're going to come from. I'm just asking people and just going from there. And the universe will align for you, dude. Yeah. The one, you and I, you're going to get, as you go on people are like how did you start a podcast how did you do it and people did that with me like how did you become an event planner blah 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 and like we talked about this in the beginning of the episode I literally just was like I'm an event planner I labeled it myself and I said it and I did the actions I needed to do to get there and you're just like I'm gonna create a podcast yeah well here we are with two mics sitting across from each other and just you know he's got like professional style mics set up here I'm pretty impressed right now <laughs> um but I decided to see what your studio yeah. looks like 100 episodes from now yeah I decided uh What's funny is a lot of entrepreneurs say basically have to like bring boats go in and yep. I didn't hear anything about it, but like for this I bought the mics myself I think the equipment nothing well, I guess for me that for me my point of view is not fancy it's basic they look fancy to me for, uh, <laughs> um, the mics themselves and all that was about three hundred ish yeah um, and then the software and the platform that cost money and see you put some skin in and there's also options there well, there are options and I've noticed there are podcasts where people their viewers money oh and I did that because one I want to keep it free mm-hmm. and then maybe maybe eventually I'll get some sponsors you, uh, no you're gonna say you are maybe, gonna get some sponsors and then that'd be cool to uh, make this maybe eventually like a full time gig um um because obviously like the well, one that's also been publicized Joe Rogan his deal is 100 million for his mm-hmm. not for them to own it but to license it mm-hmm. and then because again um, even if you don't agree with Joe or don't like him, you can see he has a of course, He attracts the right people. And yeah, well, he just kind of, again, he speaks what he believes in. Exactly. And, and he, again, yeah. he seeks to understand people because he, he can see that even though he doesn't agree with people, he has them on his show, he talks to them, lets them express them. Yeah. And then he tries to understand, I think, again. So I'm trying to create, in I a like sense, it's the same style of that. And because, again, maybe maybe there is a Canadian version, but I think if there was something that popular, I would hear heard about it by now. So I don't know, and Peter Bowen's gonna be that. I like it. So yeah, we'll see what happens. So, but uh, 
So I guess, where can people find you and get more information about you? So, um, well, I have a website that's going to be launched, so I'll announce it here, and then they can check it out. So it's um, yourselfawareness.com. That's where my course is going to be. That's where you're going to be able to get my book. Um, that's where you're going to see show up in a new light. Um, and then Howie Events is my event planning company um, website, uh, just howieevents.ca. And then my Instagram is just howie.events. So that's where they can find me and hang out with me. And yeah. Perfect. Well, I thank you for being on the show. And uh, do you uh, agree to come on the show when I get my video set up? And Yes. Oh okay. my goodness, yes. Yeah, and then maybe eventually I'll have a professional setup here. So, but thank you for being on the show. And thank you again. Awesome. Thank you, Peter.